Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about preventing and eliminating screen conflicts and addiction in their home. This is Melanie Hempy, and I'm so glad you are here today. I hope you're having a great day. I just want to welcome everyone. And if you are new, we are so glad you found us. Today, I have a young mom with me to talk about getting started on the right foot when it comes to screen addiction prevention. Welcome, Mary Laird Garrison. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you're here. I just wanted to say hi and welcome. And I wanted to introduce you before I tell my little story. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. My little story. Yeah. I love your little intro. That's great. felt like I was listening to you on the podcast. Yes. So every time um, before I start a podcast, I mean, you guys out there might think that I have all these little stories planned. I do not. Usually it's just a few minutes before I start a podcast. I think, oh, what's the latest thing happening that I can talk about? Anyway, let me tell you about my little story. So we are learning about gardening and I have been learning about gardening for um, many years. I am not a gardener. <laughs> we have discovered Great, that you can teach me all the things you're learning because I'm not is, either. This is not my gift. And um, mostly because, you know, gardens take a lot of attention. Right. <laughs> and so we have, you know, you've seen our backyard and we have this big long area in our backyard that would be perfect for a garden. But the problem is it's kind of far away. It's like you have to walk down the stairs and go out to it and take care of it. So we we have planted certain gardens and usually do pretty well when they first get started, but then they don't do very well. Well, this last year, I decided that I was going to talk to an expert about tomatoes. I could at least do tomatoes, right? right? So I went to Renfro's Hardware, which is right down here in our little town where we live and spoke with a gentleman who was I don't know, maybe in his 90s. And he had been um, growing wonderful tomatoes for like a long time. So I said, sir, please tell me how to grow tomatoes. So I learned so much about growing tomatoes. So let me just tell you a couple things that I've learned. Uh, The first thing is it really matters the way that you plant them. That's a really big deal. Like, I didn't know that. Like, I would just get tomatoes and get the little four-inch pot and stick it in the ground. And I thought that was okay. And he's like, no, 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 no. The second thing is you got to keep the weeds out. So those are the two things that are really important. So, and I know everybody has heard a lot of analogies about raising kids and gardens, and and that's not my analogy today, okay? But I have to tell you about these tomatoes. So just bear with me a minute. Now I'm coming to you for tomatoes. So now you're coming. Yes, and you will in a few months. I will have tons of tomatoes like we did last year. So anyway, this, um, like I said, it was at the hardware store. It's called Renfro's. And if y'all are listening and you want to get the directions and the instructions how to do this, you can go on their website. (laughs) And I will tell you how to do that. You go to resources and vegetables and tomatoes and you can find the instructions. So on that instructions, it says the number one killer of tomato plants is the gardener. (laughs) So I'm like, yes, that's me. And he or she usually kills the plants by either over fertilizing or over watering. So some of these things that you think are just really culturally approved, like why wouldn't you fertilize? Why wouldn't you water? You know, they're not always uh, the right thing to do. And so you have to dig a little deeper and figure out how to do this. So this gentleman told me the secret. He said, you have to plant them deep. And what you do, he said, you go against your instincts. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's really hard to do. He said, you take this plant and I bought my plants at Rainforest and they're really tall. They were like 18 inches tall. He said, I want you to take all the leaves off from the bottom up and only leave like two little leaves at the top. And I'm like, no, I can't strip the leaves off. He goes, yes, you're going to strip the leaves off. Then you're going to plant a really deep hole. If you can't get the hole as deep as you want it, then you make it like a U-turn hole where you, 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 you dig down and then over to the side and then you lay the plant in there. What he said, your goal is, is to get as many roots to grow as possible. He said, if you just plant the little um, pot, that it's only going to be a few roots. If you take those leaves off, everywhere where you took a leaf off, there's going to be a root. So it's really not very pretty at first because you dig this big hole. You throw a little bit of fertilizer in the hole, but it doesn't, but not where it's touching the plant. And then you only have these little leaves sticking at the top. And everybody's like, what, what my family was like, what have you done <laughs> to our tomato plant? I'm like, I'm trusting this guy. It's like a bear shaven cat walking around. Yes. Like, what in the world? There's nothing left. There's nothing there. And so it goes against like culture, right? Because you want to see these beautiful tomato plants right away. We want this instant gratification. But what you are doing is you are making those roots really healthy. You're making them 
um, sprout everywhere where there was a leaf and it makes them really strong. So the more roots, then the more nutrients the plant can get. And the key is that they don't have to be watered every day. I think I was drowning my plants Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. and then the fungus grows and all these crazy things happen. So, but okay. So that's not my analogy. My analogy is not about tomatoes and our kids are like tomato plants because they kind of are. I mean, you know, the deeper the roots and the more you take care of them, then the stronger they're going to be for sure. And our crop last year was unbelievable. We were just like giving tomatoes out to all of our neighbors and huge tomatoes and they were just wonderful. And um, it was really, really fun. I have all my friends talking about my tomatoes, right? But the analogy is in the weeds. And I started thinking about it this morning because we were out weeding this weekend, but you know, with a little rain that we're having this week, because see, naturally we get rain and that's all the water they need, but we're going to have a ton of weeds again, because this is what happens. Uh-huh. Weeds, you know, weeds, they just you get rain. Like you yeah. don't even understand how are there so many weeds? So if our kids are like the tomato plants, then weeds are the screens. <laughs> and so really, right. It's just like that screen time. It's yeah. just, they just, it just pops up all the time. And you have to take care of it. You have to stay on top of it. If we did not stay on top of these weeds, then we wouldn't be able to even see our tomato plants, mm. right? Because the weeds get so tall so fast. Like I, I've got some crazy weeds out there. I don't understand the variety, but they literally can get two feet tall overnight. I don't understand it. But so think about this when you're thinking about raising your kids in this culture that we yeah. live in. You've got to give them really deep roots. You've got to do some homework. You've got to talk to some people like my sweet 90-year-old friend who has done this. He's done this for years. He knows what he's doing. And so for all the young moms out there, this show is going to be kind of for you. We're going to talk about young kids and young moms and the specific challenges that you have. But I want you to also think about weeds as screens or screens as weeds. And you know, at first you think, oh, there's just these little weeds, these little screen times that you have during your your um, day. But you've got to keep it under control. You have to almost weed almost every day, right? In in the garden, because I don't want these weeds taking over. You are the overseer of your family garden, and so you determine what gets to grow in that bed. So plant your kids deep in your values and your morals and. Put the things, only the things in there that you want them to get and then keep the screen weeds out so your kids can grow. So that's my little story this morning. I, um, I'm so excited because I just picked like five tomatoes. I can't believe I already I got that. the first little batch I'm, I'm definitely going to teach me because if I could grow one thing, I'd be If tomatoes. you can grow, yeah. And I'm going <clears> to <throat> give you some tomatoes before you leave. Some of our first crops. So Mary Laird, let's get to your story about Screen Strong. <laughs> Tell us about yourself and about your family first. Tell yeah. me about your kids and how okay. old they are. So I'm, my name's Mary Laird. I'm married to a man named Will. Um, Will and I met here in Charlotte uh, right out of college and got married in 2013. And we have Ann Ryan, Francis, and Lucy. Um, Ann Ryan is six and a half. She just finished kindergarten. Francis is our middle and she will be four in September. And then Lucy will be two in just about a month. Oh my goodness. So wait, six and a half. Mm-hmm. Four. Almost, four almost four and almost two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Would y'all remember those days out there? If you're listening and you have kids in middle school, just take a minute and just remember what that's like <laughs> to have little. Yes. And little it's different. I, I worked part, I worked full time when Ann Ryan was born until she was about 18 months. And so mm-hmm. I did that for a while. And then I started staying home when she was about 18 months old. And so now I'm home with them and do some part-time work, but um, it was, yeah. it was different with Francis and Lucy because I wasn't home with Anne Ryan. So it's been fun. Right. It's been different. Right. It's been kind of growing and learning yeah. about what it looks like to be with them most of the day. And um, it's challenging. Yeah. I know. I mean, I remember those days. And, and again, if you're listening and you don't have little kids, please listen to this because you're going to have friends that have little kids and um, toddlers and, Oh my goodness. The screen prevention um, information is so rich at this age. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that you can do and kind of like that garden and those weeds, all of a sudden things start happening. Right. And overnight you just don't realize. So talk about that. Talk about just your, um, you know, when we met and we talked and then 
I think you did some thing. I think you made some changes. Yeah. So I had a friend actually introduced me to Melanie. We had a, we have a mutual friend mm-hmm. um, who had actually heard me talk about my own personal struggle with screens and just my own phone. And yeah, I talk really, about that. For I'm not really a, a TV watcher. Like I don't really struggle with watching TV or movies, but I definitely like struggle with using my phone and the constant access to it and mm-hmm. the need to respond to something the and urgency. Yes. And social media and just getting lost down a rabbit hole of spending 45 minutes, which doesn't sound like that much time. But if you're spending 45 minutes every day looking at stuff that actually doesn't really matter mm-hmm. and not only does it not matter, but sometimes it has a negative effect on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it just isn't a great way to spend my time. And I was feeling just constantly convicted about that. And so this friend that had heard me share, a lot about that um, mm-hmm. introduced me to Melanie. And then I honestly hadn't really thought about it in our own home because we aren't really there yet when it comes to screens with phones and mm-hmm. video games, but we were watching TV pretty frequently. And when I say frequently, I mean the TV was on at least a day, at least once a day for me to just have sure some time alone, which I, I think is not I'm, I'm, I like have struggled with this. Like I don't want to make people feel bad about the decisions that they're making, but it's like unless you understand why you're doing what you're doing, and then the impact that it can, that it has, it's mm-hmm. hard to make a shift. And I think for me, I was doing that just to get a break. And what I've realized in taking it, not ta- we didn't take it away. I just was had an approach after talking to Melanie of like maybe if we just tried to just do other things or redirect the energy or whatever. Like, let's just see what would happen. And not even on purpose, I noticed a significant change in my six and a half year old and four year old's behavior where they were kind of using TV to numb out at the end of the day. And now they're doing reading or playing in their room or whatever. And they're just, they're, the meltdowns just are less um, hmm. is really the only way to describe it. And I would say that's the biggest problem that we have I have at this age is just whining and melting down it, for a six-year-old, a four-year-old, mm-hmm. a two-year-old. That's really what it is. And so I was realizing that I would let them watch 30 minutes of a show and then I'd turn it off and spend 30 minutes trying to undo the frustration that they were feeling from only watching 30 minutes of a show. And it was always like, when can we watch a show? When can we watch a show? When can we watch a show? And I feel like that has sort of dwindled. Um, it's not non-existent and I don't, I, I never want to do it to be like a rule follower. I just, I feel like I've realized that it's just better for all of us mm-hmm. in our family when we have reduced the amount of time that they are watching TV. Um, and they're looking to other things, which is the sweetest thing. Like there's so many resources now to find other things. Like for me to get the time that I want, that I'm craving so badly to just chill for a second. Sure. There's other things that I can help them do. Right. It doesn't have to be a TV. Right. Um, so back up a second. So what was your typical day? Like, great question. You know, before, yeah. before, yeah. I mean, because, and I know that we have very short memories. Yes. No, know? I know. Um, but yeah, so, you've got your hands full. Yeah. I mean, the morning was not really TV time because it was like, we got up, we took Anne Ryan to school. We came back, we took the, I took the girls to preschool. And so that was not every time. It was more like in the afternoon when they get home and Anne Ryan was so tired, tired. that my temptation was to chill just out. Just Everybody chill out. thinks Everybody that, chill out. Like yeah. y'all go, you and, you and Francis can watch TV while Lucy takes a nap. And then they would watch a show and then they'd have a meltdown for not watching the show. And then they'd recover and we'd kind of play in the afternoon. And then when I was trying to fix dinner, okay. that was another time that they yeah. would usually watch TV. So I would say like the most they were watching TV was probably an hour and a half to two hours. The least they were probably watching is 30 minutes, right? which doesn't seem like that much. Right. Um, but, you know, it just is like the trance that they get in and you watch and you're like, oh my gosh, they're not even listening to me. They can't even hear me when I'm talking to them. So that was really what a typical day was. And I used that hour or so the afternoon that I was doing because I would like, I would want to exercise or I would want to read or I would want to close my eyes for a I minute know, or you're whatever. So tired. I was so tired. Um, and so it definitely is, was scary for me personally because I think I struggle with like wanting to keep peace and wanting to just make sure that like I'm taken care of mentally so that I can take care of them. And so I felt very afraid of like, okay, well what happens when I take that away mm-hmm. from me? Like mm-hmm. what am, what am I going to get more frustrated with them easily? Am I going to mm-hmm. be too tired at the end of the day to take care of them? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be mad at my husband when he comes home? Cause I'm exhausted. Like yeah. those are all really deep fears I have when it came to taking away the TV. 
So what happened? So you, we talked, I know. Yeah, we met on a Friday for lunch and yeah. I just was like, I'm just going to try to not watch TV. And honestly, talking to Melanie, if you haven't spent any time talking to Melanie, it just is very enlightening <laughs> and encouraging and just empowering, honestly. Like it just makes you realize like I want what's best for my kids. And I mm-hmm. felt like after talking to you that Friday, I was like, what's best for my kids is not to watch TV every day. Um, yeah, and it's not only just the time they're watching TV. Even if the content's okay, what you were, what you're describing is the reaction. Like yes, the the meltdown. Like, yes. is it worth it? Yeah, it's just not worth it, and it wasn't worth it for us. And it was not like it just felt like something. I mean, it felt like a drug, which you describe it a lot. So I just mm-hmm. stopped, and we'd had some bad meltdowns with our oldest. And I told my husband about two weeks later. I was like, I. I think they've re- they've been reduced. Like they're not happening as often. And you know, I don't know if that was because they were so big. I don't know if it was the TV. I don't know if it was her mood. I don't know if it was what. But I couldn't yeah. help but think that it that had to, had to do with that. Um, and they're just more creative. Like she's been doing art. She's been drawing. My my middle one like likes to play imagination. Like they're just mm-hmm. they'll do other things if they're not. Now it took it definitely took them a couple of days just now, you know, recently that we met what for the first time ever, Mm -hmm. maybe over two months ago. And I would say there are some moments where they struggle and they're bored and they want to watch TV. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's just try to think of something else to do. And we haven't like, they've watched TV in the past two months. Um, you know, we had a, we have a Saturday night movie night every once in a while. Like, it's not like it's gone. It just is more like, okay, let's try to figure out something else to do before we use the television to, kind of give us our fix and entertain us. And honestly, it's the shows. Like my mom said something like, well, you know, we all watch TV when we were younger or whatever. And like we, no, not my mom. My my dad said something like that. And I was like, yeah, but like, it's just different content and it's just different images and the way that it captures um, their attention and just the graphics and just how interactive it is. Like, it just is. It just looks different. It's a whole different ball game. It's a totally different it's ball game. It's not the Brady Bunch. No, and know. it's the graphics are different. Like even if you turn on Bambi, like we watched, they watched Bambi the other day. Yeah. And you look at you watch Bambi, and then you turn on something like Encanto. Yeah. And it's just a totally yeah. different thing. Like yeah. the colors are different. Right. And the way the they move on the screen, and like if you think about kids in their brains, like yeah, they're gonna have a different response to that. Yeah, it's very stimulating. Yes. And the science is so clear around this. And there's been lots of research on the fact of when you have a screen change every three seconds mm. in a movie or, you know, like SpongeBob, like we always kind of pick on SpongeBob because that's so frenetic, it's called. Mm-hmm. It's It changes so rapidly. Mm. For our adult brain, it just kind of, you know, first of all, I I think that's such a kind of crazy cartoon. I don't understand right. that cartoon, but for our adult brain, it's just like whatever. It just doesn't, it's like our adult brain is kind of cemented over and it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't affect us the same yep, way. Right. But when you're, when you're little, you know, when your kids are so little, it really affects those neural right. synapses right. that um, are happening. And that synapsis gets super stimulated. But then when you're watching Bambi, not so much. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Now, th- those are just some real detailed differences. I think the biggest thing is when y'all have family movie night, which we're totally fine with that. And we think that's wonderful. It's very different when you are co-viewing, when right. you are sitting with your child watching even a cartoon, even something that you don't really want to watch, right? Because right. it's a cartoon and they're kind of silly. Um, but it, your child doesn't, your child has a very different experience when you're sitting with them because you can provide some narration, you can watch their response, you're just more right. present. Right. And that kind of um, helps their intake. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. Rather than when you're just in the kitchen cooking or you're, trying to go to the bathroom or whatever. I know I remember those days so well. And, um, you know, your kids are in there just taking all this in because you really don't know if there's something that happens in that cartoon that they get upset about. Right. And if that's not taken care of right then where you can see their reaction and you can say, honey, it's okay. That bird didn't really mean to carry that person away or right. some kind of weird scene that can right. really be upsetting for them. If you're not there to sort of 
take that in with them, right. then it's very stressful yeah. for them. Yeah. And then what you were seeing with the meltdowns is very common right. when you turn the TV off. And this is the key. The TV is sort of the gateway drug in a way. Um, I'm not saying TV is all bad. Of course, it's not bad. It's different. It's not as interactive, but it is sort of a gateway drug yes. to other screen activities. Right. Well, it's especially with like the movies on the iPad with the road trip thing. I mean, that was something we held off on a long time and then we did end up doing. And then we've, since we met, tried to mm-hmm. reduce it. We actually made it to the beach and back without. Oh, just recently. Yeah. You just yeah. went to the beach. Yeah. Which yeah. was a small miracle, but <laughs> yeah. we'll take it. I mean, we'll take it. It's lots of snacks and <laughs> they have these. Uh, oh, we the books on tape. Those are amazing yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, again, like I said, it's just redirecting. It's just finding okay. another thing to entertain them. But the th- back to the thing really quick on the images. I talked to Anne Ryan's kindergarten teacher about this this year and she was just telling me that sometimes she'll meet kids that can't imagine anymore. Yes. And they're, she's like, okay, imagine you're standing in a field and they're like, I don't, I know can't, how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And it's because we're watching these, these movies or these shows with everything's there. And it's like, that's their imagination. It's like, it's, it's suffocating that part of their brain that doesn't know how to imagine or it's, it's doing the work for them. Yeah. That is a really good point that you brought that up. I remember years and years ago when Adam was really, still pretty little. He had a friend over and that friend went in the backyard and he imagined this whole medieval town Mm. and he was describing the whole thing to me. And I just thought that was the most fascinating thing that this kid, he made up all this stuff. He goes, see, this building's here and this is here and this is here. And this it was like, he saw it. And I've, I've never forgotten that. And I read, um, I've read so much on this topic of kids and screens and I've one of the things I read that was really that really hit me hard is that your imagination is like a muscle mm-hmm. and you have to right. use it. And if your child sees so much of this cartoon stuff, right, before they have had a chance to really imagine it, like when you think about um, a dragon, for example, if you if you give your child a piece of paper and ask them to draw a dragon. It will just be amazing what comes out of their mm-hmm. head. But if they have seen dragons over and over and over and over on cartoon, then they're just going to draw that. They're right. not going to draw what they would have imagined it to right. be. Right. Right. And so that's what we're missing. And it's almost like once you see all that, you can't unsee it. And it kind of chips away, like you said, yeah. at their imagination. And that's why kids like to act out cartoons all the time. You know, Power Rangers, you remember that when yeah. that was a big deal or even Barney and all these kind of cartoons that you think are, are good. They, they become the character and they act them out and really you want them to become their own character. Right. And I've been to your house and they love to dress up yeah. and, oh my gosh, the dress up thing. That's a side trail here. But let me tell you, that saved our life. Yeah. We had a dress it's so up. Great. Big, so huge good. dress up yes. box. And this is a great tip. If, if y'all just go to Goodwill, just go get real like clothes. Like you can go to Goodwill and get like, you know, evening gowns, right. you know, for they your little care. girls. And they don't care. They don't care. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. And the imagination that comes yeah. with all that. So tell us some of the things. Okay. So you, um, just for people listening out there, they're, they're in your shoes. They're like, I have a four-year-old. There's no way I can not put TV on a couple mm-hmm. times a day for me to get my stuff done. What do you, what did you do like at first when you just turned the TV off? What? I mean, it's, I say it like, so like, it's so simple. It's really not that simple. Um, I mean, it's really just the redirecting. Like you would give me the ideas of like those activity books. Like there's a lot of yeah. books of activities. Yeah. Um, just try to think about the things that they enjoy that are they doing that are not. Mm-hmm. screens. My da- oldest daughter really likes books and likes to read. And um, I had a friend tell me about the, these at, at the Charlotte library. They're um, called playaways. They're basically a pre-recorded oh, yeah. audio book that you use an auxiliary cable and you can plug it into a speaker, but you can also use an app like Hoopla or Libby and you can download an audio book. Like we listened to Matilda on the way to the beach. And so you just, it just streams to a Bluetooth right. speaker. And then like, they love sticker books. Yeah. They love coloring gate, like just kind of redirecting to some of those things. I, I feel like it was really just helping them when they're feeling that. Cause it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like my six and a half year old's like, I'm bored, which guess what? <laughs> we all feel that feeling. And like, yeah. as adults, like, I mean, that was the thing I would struggle with. We don't know how to be bored as adults either. Right. Right. If we're bored, we numb out by looking at our phone. Yes. We get and on we an lose. elevator. When's the last time you got on an elevator and nobody, not everyone's looking people. at their phone. It's like insane. So just helping them just say, okay, I know this feeling that you have right now. I'm very familiar with it. Like, let's think about some things that you can do. Obviously, like, no, 
I'm not going to tell her to go sit in the room and stare at a wall. Right. Like, yes, she can do that. But let's think about what books do you have that you enjoy reading? Mm -hmm. What's the puzzle that you like? Is there a game you want to play? Just Mm -hmm. kind of helping them. And then once they get in doing it. Yeah. It's like a miracle. It's it's really (laughs) sweet what happens. I mean, it's not like yesterday, I would say, was probably a hard day. They, the TV didn't come up that often, but we had gotten this book. Oh, it was the one that was on the Screen Strong Facebook site from the Ollie's place. It was oh, like yeah. the brown book. Yeah. It was like Okay. Yeah. So it was like we were looking in there of things to do. And one of the things was like pretend you're on a, going on a camping trip. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they got like the flashlights out of the closet. My daughter got like construction paper and made a fire. Mm-hmm. They were like building a tent oh, okay. with the nuggets, stuff like that. And then they mm-hmm. got into a massive fight because my four-year-old had knocked it over and my six and a half year old was having a meltdown. Well, you definitely have to deal about with that perfection too. Of- so that yeah. was frustrating as I was yeah. like, oh, they've been yeah. playing so nicely. And then, but it was like, that's part of it. It was part yeah. of it. And, and that's it was- how they learn how to do their conflict yes. and resolution. It was good. Yes. And see, we're very you- different personalities. Yes. Like my six and a half year old is like a perfectionist and my four year old is almost a four-year-old like she just is kind of a tornado and so it was a good learning moment for both of them but it was it was worth that to not have to deal with the non-tv meltdown right Um, I think what you just brought up is really really important um because I think screens really steal our sibling relationships from our kids you know from whereas when you're when you're on a screen when your kids are watching a movie or watching a cartoon, they don't have to interact with each other. And it is easier for sure. But I think the reason how, or at least how you and I learned a lot of our uh, EQ skills growing up was in dealing with our siblings. And, you know, maybe you have a sister you didn't get along with, or maybe you had a brother that you did get along with. I mean, it doesn't matter. You had to work things out together. Even watching shows, you have to argue over, are we going to watch Leave it to Beaver or the Brady Bunch or right. Lost in Space was what my brother, I think, always yeah. wanted to watch. And we would just, you know, we would just like compromise. And um, we did a lot of uh, fort building when we were growing yes. up outside because we lived in Florida for a while and it would, we could just be outside all the time. A um, couple tips I want to say that you just uh, made me think of is for your girls, that would be really good when, you know, I always say for parents, if you need to buy some things for your kids, buy some things for your kids. And, and because let me tell you, I'm like that older gentleman in the hardware store, right? I, I have this seasoned uh, parenting season behind me and I understand how hard it is, but I also understand what the payoffs are. So I always say, if it costs less than a counseling visit, buy it. <laughs> so, really? you know, so that changed my whole attitude when we were raising the younger boys, because with Adam, you know, he was on his computer, he was on his video game all the time, whatever. And then that was just a disaster down the road. So I made a deal that, I'm, I mean, we don't buy a ton of stuff for our kids, but if there was something like we ended up buying a trampoline mm-hmm. and you know, at first I was like, oh, they're so expensive. And I'm like, no, this is going to be, this is an investment and this is going to be cheaper than putting these kids in counseling one day. So that was part of the recipe, I guess. But the other thing I would get art supplies, you know, and if you have girls, you know, they're going to love markers and paints and all that kind of stuff. But what I would do, and this is just a good tip for everybody out there that's got little kids is you buy certain things and then you use them and then you put them away for a week. Yes. And then they all of a sudden look new again. Oh, 100%. <laughs> right? Yes, we probably have that a lot. So you don't, so it's so fun. You don't have to spend a fortune, even though if you did spend a fortune, it's okay because it's still better than counseling down the road when they're 15 years old. Trust me on that one. When you're out and about, when you're shopping, when you're talking to other moms, grab little things, even at the dollar store, yeah. you know, those little dollar store things saved my life yep. when my kids were that age. Crafts are great. Crafts. Like for us, like we go to Michael's and they even, I mean, it's it, girls and boys. I mean, they've got great little things you can make. And yeah. I mean, they, it's, these are great. And you can always do things like paint rocks. I mean, right. that's instantly available. So as a mom, you have to start, you have to make your list of your in the moment things that you need, you'd have your emergency stash, right? right? Of something that you can just pull out. So when you need that moment, when you need to go make a phone call or go start dinner, or you just need some time by yourself, go to your emergency stash and pull yeah. out something. It could just be something so simple from the dollar store, just something that they haven't even seen yet and give them instructions here. Pretend this is whatever and do, do a play for me in, in yeah. 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I'm going to come back in here and I want a production. I want y'all to create a story or a play or yeah. whatever. You have to give them a few little prompts. Yes. And then it's amazing. It's so cute. 
They just, yeah. they just take off and do it. And the other thing yeah. that I realized, even with Adam, when he was that age, if I could just spend 15 minutes with him, mm-hmm. reading a book, sitting on the couch and just invest in the him present. Yeah, I mean present. for like 15 minutes, that would buy me like 45 minutes right. for real. Right. I mean, it would be like, he got his tank full And so if you're starting to get frustrated out there as a young mom, think about that. Think about little 10 minute investments Mm -hmm. and then you, you get some clarity of mind and they then go, they want to go play. They'll play with their Legos, you know, a lot of Legos when the boys were little. And by the way, Legos are expensive, but again, I thought, okay, it's cheaper than counseling business. Right. <laughs> so I would get more Legos. Well, and some of that stuff you can buy secondhand. Like I found a oh, lot for of that sure. stuff, just like toy swapping with yeah. mom sometimes or puzzle swapping. Toy swapping puzzle is, swapping. oh, that's, that's the best. And when our kids got a little bit older than yours are right now, probably they were probably eight or nine or maybe they were seven. We would go to Goodwill. Yeah. And so for like five bucks, they could get, you know, a new baseball right. bat, a football helmet that's all beat up. I mean, it was just like so right. fun. And we'd go fun. find our treasure there. The toy swapping thing is really good. Yeah. And especially for the age that you're they get in. so excited. They get so excited over somebody else's toys, right? They don't even care. So just And then it's fun for them to say, like, hey, let's give these toys to somebody else. Like they get excited about yeah. that. Like we don't really play. And with just that. flip them back around. Yeah. And then in a, in six months they're all gonna be new again. Yeah, we did do that. <laughs> so, like you were asking about tips. Like I did get like a big, like big plastic bin and I did like go through our playroom and kind of take out some things that they're not playing too with. Too much. It's too much. And it's just, yeah. they had it's too much in there. Yeah. And so I put that stuff away. I sold some of it because we yeah. weren't really using. What I found, honestly, too, is that Lucy, my almost two-year-old, she's not playing with the same toys that, for instance, that Anne yeah, was playing with. Yeah, because she has older she's, she's, yeah, she's playing with magnet tiles. She wants she to play with she what care. they're playing yeah, she's with. playing dress up. She doesn't <laughs> care. So we yeah. got rid of a lot of that stuff, which I think has helped. Yeah. Um, simplifying is really important. Yes. And that's they really they're not overwhelmed point. with like what to do. to do. And I took a lot of stuff out of their room. That's good. And yeah. I think that's helped like put some stuff away so they don't have too much to see. I wanted to touch really quick on your point about like getting time alone. Yeah. I think something that I was, have felt personally convicted by is what am I doing with that time? Like when I'm numbing out, like, are right. they seeing me sit there with them on my phone or right. are they seeing me sit there? like staring at my computer, like, what am I doing? And cause I think it's hard for me as a parent to say, okay, you can't watch TV during this 45 minutes, but I'm going go to stare at my phone <laughs> and I get it. Like I want to mm-hmm. numb out too all the time, but I've realized mm-hmm. we're not really numbing out. I don't know if, have you ever talked about that book on here, but that how to break up with your phone book? Oh yeah. I've, I don't think we've talked about that, but that is a good book. It, yeah, I have a book I read book. before yeah. I met Melanie actually. And it talks about how we're not really numbing out on our phone because what's happening is if we're reading something on our phone or we're looking like mm-hmm. we're making decisions, we're interacting, we're not numbing mm-hmm. out or our brain is actually just mm-hmm. like in overdrive because yeah. we're being forced. Like, do I click yeah. here or do I click there? Yeah. Do I want to go to that link? Do I want to go to that? Do I want that swimsuit or that swimsuit or what back? Like right. we're just, we're like, having things presented to us that we don't really need, but we think we need to buy. And so we're not really numbing out. Oh yeah. And like we're reading, yeah. even if we're reading an article, it was talking about the difference in reading on a Kindle and reading in a book. Yeah. And and it's not the same. It's not like the same. stuff's flashing at you. Yeah. You can click you on something. <laughs> There's an ad. I know. Like it's just not the same. No. And I, I didn't ever think about that when I was thinking about reading. And like, it actually talks in this book about how when we're reading on screens, they were actually making it so that we're, Poorer readers when we're reading an actual book yeah. because you skip around. Oh, and you, yeah, screens are for skimming. You and skim, yes. So then you skim when you're reading you an actual book. We, and I've and caught myself miss. doing it. Yeah, like I'll be reading an actual book and I'll catch myself skimming, like skimming, <laughs> like skipping an entire paragraph right. on the page. And I'm like, right. no, no. that's not how you read. And I'm thinking about if I was my six and a half year old reading like that, like I wouldn't yeah. be reading like that. That's a great book. It's called How to Break Up with Your Phone and. Um, for moms out there, dads do to read it. And the author's, um, you know, really fun because she starts off. It's like breaking up with a boyfriend, you yes. know. It's she talks funny. about how you like used to go to the bathroom alone, but yes. now we don't go to the bathroom alone. We take our phone and we get in an <laughs> elevator, and yeah. it honestly just makes you like attentive. She has like little nuggets of exercises in there, but I think that was probably a good starting point for me on implementing these changes in our home. Because honestly, I think if I, I honestly, if I had talked to you before having all that background and stuff going on in my own heart, I don't know if it would have the same effect, but I had been reading this book and this book basically challenges you after the first part to go out in public and make a conscious effort to put your phone away away, and then watch other people and watch like 
a parent and a child sitting together right. or go see couples at dinner, or get an elevator. Yeah. And like, I think that was the part that just made me heartbroken. It was because there's all these like missed opportunities for conversation yeah. and looking people in the eye. And I think that was where I started to realize like, okay, no, watching, you know, Paw Patrol at home is not the same thing as my kids sitting out to dinner with me on phones, but Mm -hmm. that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And it's like just so easy to get continues down the road. I mean, the book is great. It talks about short and long-term memory and how it can inhibit that. Um, I mean, all the stuff you talk about all the time with the brain and the development. So, so we've got a few tips here coming. We haven't, we didn't really plan a whole list, but we're getting a list together here. So you're going to take the TV off during the day. You know what I say? The TV is never on in our house when the sun is out. And that really helped us through the summers. You know, when my kids were little, TV was more on purpose. It was never... Just yeah, that's such a great way to say on purpose. Yes. Yeah. It it wasn't just, you know, in background TV, by the way, when you have background TV on, you speak a lot less to your kids. So they hear a lot fewer words. One of your spoken. TVs on these days is right. junk. Right, right. But you don't talk as much to them. Right. They need to hear you. That language development is really, right. really important. The other thing that I want to give a tip about is quiet time. And we started training our kids pretty early after uh, number one and two and three and four. So the three and four kid got a lot more of this because I learned um, how to do this. But every afternoon around whatever the time was, like if it was when they were coming from school or before they ever even went to school, it would be like around two or something, I guess, or whatever it is in your house where you just hit the wall and you just need that break. They would go to their room. I would make them go to their room and it wasn't a punishment. It was like, oh, we get room time and um, they could, and I'll let them do anything they want in their room. And their room is not at all the Pottery Barn room. Let me tell you, it is, it looks like two kids live in that room as it should and let them do in anything like right. they would play, they would build forts, they would take everything off their shelves and put all the blankets and do it. I just let them be creative in there. But we got in a really good habit of that yeah. happening. Even when we would go on vacation to the beach from two to four yeah. is room time. Yeah. Like, you know, quiet time, like everybody's taking a nap or, or yeah. mom needs a break. And so they got in that routine. So it's yeah, establishing so that routine without a screen. Yeah, that and sometimes they would fall asleep on the floor. I know if they would fall asleep in the funniest places, and I would have all these funny pictures of, of just all of a sudden they're playing Batman, and then they're just they just fall, you know, asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. Really structuring that quiet time because you need a break during the day, and that's okay. But a lot of people think that they have to turn on a yeah. show to get a break, and when you're doing that, not only are you setting your kids up for that instant stimulation and then the instant letdown, right? With the the meltdowns that happen, but you're creating a habit for them. And just like these weeds in our garden, you think, oh, just a few little weeds is okay. It's okay. It's okay. But overnight that weed is going to take over your garden. And that's what I just want to encourage you so much right now with what you're doing to keep doing what you're doing. Your kids will get plenty of screen time. They will be fine. <laughs> They're not going to be, you know, uh, not understanding what screens are. They're going to be getting plenty of screen time. But to, to start these habits now when they're yeah. early, when they're young, to start these habits early. So when they get to be, you know, 10 and 11 and 12, they're just not wanting to reach for right. a phone to entertain themselves. All I did was just educate myself on the why it's not just like blindly following the directions of someone else. So I think that's the biggest thing is right. just go and like right. understand why this, why you feel so passionate about this, I think is the biggest thing. Like look at, look at the research, look at your, our own selves, look at mm-hmm. what we see as a behavior thing. It's not a change you make just, just to make the change. Like you mm-hmm. have to understand the why I think behind anything that you do. It's and, really important to do that. And yeah. I, it just like, I never want to create, for moms, I mean, there's just so much like this mom, you know, I think there's this mom shame culture we have. Yeah, on, and I just I like, I just am so, I just tread so lightly on that because I don't want people to think that if they're letting their watch kids t- watch TV, they're bad. I, I just think that it's worth looking into and looking at and trying to figure out like mm-hmm. what does, what can make sense for us? How can mm-hmm. we do this? Like what's a baby step we can take? I mean, for us, one of the things we did before we stopped during the week was just looking at the shows that they were watching. And mm-hmm. so there's this one show that they really like that I was noticing different habits with from that show than I was uh, with the show. Like it was, yeah. there was just, it, 
you know, it was just a different behavior that came out of it. It was like, there was, it's a creative show. It was like about, like there was always an art project that they were doing in the show. It was like, mm-hmm. it's called Creative Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And so the stuff that came from that versus another show that was yeah. basically just all about emotions and feelings, right. which emotions and feelings aren't bad, but right. like the, the stimulation they were getting was just different. So just trying to kind of, the content like, like you matter. said, like look at the content, yeah. look at what they're watching, try to glean out some of those things that might yeah. necessi- not necessarily yeah. be as fruitful as yeah. something else and, and um, cove you when you can there. of course of course that kind of defeats your whole purpose but um you know because you want some time off but co-viewing is really important right um yeah to do that like and and the stuff is so sneaky these days honestly like right. there's just some not great stuff out there right. and it looks really pretty because it's pink and purple and I sparkles know, and wands and i know we get some all of the ways you hear these it. characters talk to their parents oh, and stuff I like know. that i'm like i just don't i know just yeah. It's well, it's stuff. definitely those screens are the weeds in our garden. There, there is no question there. What, what do you think, moms? Your walk of life right now. What do you think their biggest struggle is with culture and the screen culture right now? Uh, I think just like wanting our kids to fit in. Yeah. And, like, gosh, it starts that, not, that early. I mean, that I think that's it. And then like just normalizing stuff. Like you know, we think about. I mean, the road trip is a perfect example. Like I was laughing, we drove to the beach and I was like, I drove to the beach all day long, you know, week after week with my family growing up. And we never had any of this stuff. We played this auto bingo and played cow cow poker. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that was part of the trip. And so it's not, it's it's not, our kids aren't missing out. And I think the thing is, there's a great podcast. I'll send it to you. And you actually, I mean, it's great. It's it's called Raising an Alien Child. And it basically talks about how we have to be willing to be countercultural. Yeah. And yeah. Some and that's I think a big struggle too. It's yeah. just like feeling like swept along and what everybody else is doing and what works for everybody else. And it's uncomfortable. Like I don't want to be considered the you know, a, a, a TV Nazi, you know, like yeah, I just don't, I know. those are not, I don't want to be misunderstood. I have a huge fear of think of being misunderstood. Yeah. But I think and you don't want to be judgmental and no. that, and that's none of us want to but I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And I didn't see like, right. And it was uh, honestly like just happening to my own heart. And I'm like, if this is happening to my heart and affecting me like this, like what is this going to do to my kids? Yeah, They're so little. And if it's just, if if it's this bad and this hard when I'm this age and you know, five years from now and you know, we are faced with the decision of whether or not to get a smartphone. You're going to have three girls. And let me tell you, screen strong is the way to go. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm just not even, it is so not worth it to. Well, knowing options like yeah. the gab, the, the right. gab phone thing we've talked about. Like, yeah. I, so I, talk about that because you were gonna get you got I, a gab, a, I got a gab phone, and you got phone. one for yourself. I got one for myself. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> but I, you know, and my whole thinking on that is, I really want to be able to like, you know, yes, the reality is phones are great. Like we we need a if I'm traveling with the three girls. I need a phone. Like mm-hmm. I, if I break sure. down the cigarette, I need a phone. Oh yeah. If I go to the pool with them, I need a phone. Yeah. But I just didn't want to be able to like, I was going out to dinner with my husband and it's like, oh, let's look that up. And so we're looking up something I and then we're both know. on our phone and we have access to this information but, all the time. Yeah. So I really just wanted to be able to disconnect. And it, for me, I just don't have the self-discipline. Like I'm just confessing here that I'm not, I just am not disciplined. People are like, why don't you buy, like, why do you buy just one piece of chocolate? Why you should get a whole bag? It's too much cheaper. I'm like, cause I can, I'll eat the You'll whole eat bag. The whole bag. <laughs> but, um, I kind of feel like that with my phone. I just kind of have to be either yeah, all in or all out. And, um, and what you're saying about, okay, so let me just explain to everybody. Um, so obviously Mary Laird has a smartphone and she's a mom and she does all that. But, but when you called me about this, a few weeks ago, you were getting a gap phone because you wanted to forward your number to the gap phone and yes. just take the gap phone to the pool. Yes. And when yes. you're out with your kid, I thought it was such a great idea. Yeah. And younger babysitters, they come over, like, we've got some other helpers. And, and yeah. so, like, you can use it as your house, house phone. phone. And yeah. so then, like, as a mom, you have that. If you get this as your house phone or you get this yeah. as the phone that younger babysitters can use, or if you've got a 10 year old that you're struggling with whether or not to get a phone, yeah. just get the gap phone. Yeah. Like, they don't, you don't need anything else. No, and but I love then that you, you can take it as a mom when you're yeah. running errands. If you don't need, like, I didn't know how to get to your house today. And I don't have GPS on my house. So yeah. I was like, oh, I got to yeah. take my other phone because yeah. I need GPS. Right. But right. like if I'm just going to the pool, yeah. I don't really yeah. need a mess You don't phone. need to get distracted. No, I don't need to be distracted by that. Like text messages can wait. Emails that can wait. That is such a great there idea. There is nothing urgent. I yeah. would like to think I'm that important. I'm just not. And yeah. it's <laughs> no. There's just it's just too much. It's just it's all this. You're just you're not really getting the downtime that you need no. when we, as parents, when no. we just have this phone velcroed to our yeah. bodies all day too. And it just breaks my heart when I think young moms 
are already stressed enough, but yes. I know the stress that they're under when they're trying to keep up. They're looking at everybody's Instagram and they're looking at all their cute little baby pictures and all the cute little, yeah. none of it. it it's just so counterproductive. And it just it's doesn't so matter. When I was, um, when my twins were in first, second, third grade, all those young grades, and y'all heard me talk about this before, but I would leave my phone in the car yes. after carpool when I would get them in the door. And I, it was so hard to do that, but I just left it in the car and I shut the door in for like an hour. I just was, even if I wasn't um, playing with them exactly, it was just, I was present. I was just more calm. Yeah. I, just the presence of the phone yeah. on the kitchen table, you know, it's buzzing, it's doing, it's doing all that kind of It's just beckoning to you all the so, time. I turn on my notification. Before the gap phone, I just have turned all my notifications off because I just hated the dinging the and the donging and the yeah. buzzing and the, all that. It's just and like, your kids pick up on that, like you said, yeah. too. So. We're not when, how many times are we getting frustrated with our kids because I'm trying to do something on my phone that's really not yeah, that yeah, important yeah, yeah. and I'm snapping at and them snapping. Because, yeah. because I'm like trying to do something that's not really. Right. So this is a season and I just really want to encourage you that you're doing the right thing. Um, you're doing a great thing. You're, you're, you're planting your tomatoes the right way, <laughs> you know? Well, I just started. I'm only a couple months in. So I know, don't, I'm I know, just figuring I know. it out one day but at a time. We'll I may have, snap by the end of the you summer. You may snap by the end of the summer. But I may we'll, need you to come over and have an intervention. We'll have some accountability. And you've got to have a small group of friends. And yes, you've got support yeah. to do that. But I just want to tell you and all the other young moms out there that this season is so short. And I know you hear this all the time. And I know it doesn't feel short but it's really short yeah. and you can do it. Yeah. And when your kids grow up, you don't want them to have memories of snappy mom snapping all the time because she's on her phone and she needs you to be quiet and go watch a TV show. You want them to have memories of playing art at the kitchen table and dress up and all of the shows that they do yeah. and all of the stuff they do at this age. And again, I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. We all have plenty of that. We don't need to, to, um, you know, dwell on everything we're doing wrong, but I do think it's really, really, really important to get a community. And I think it's really important to logically think ahead about what you want to look back yeah. and see. Like you almost have to write a tribute statement about your kid's childhood. And the tribute statement yeah. is what do you want to say about it? Like looking back right. and use that as your guide. Yeah. Um, it's just a logical kind of thing. It's hard in the moment but it's just not worth, it is not worth what could potentially happen because yeah. we don't really, we don't really know, but we know enough, just like the man in the hardware store, he knew enough about tomatoes where he said, look, you can do it this other way. And this yeah. is what's going to happen. Your tomatoes are going to be smaller. The bugs are going to get them. You know, all these things are going to happen. And, and I just thought, wow, I'm going to listen to him. And it made it made such a huge yeah. difference in the fruit, right? And and it will also make a big difference if you you don't have to take screens all out of your house, but when you go to this low tech option um, and not use it as a babysitter, because that's really what yeah. that's really the key. And you know, teachers use it as babysitters too. So this is a whole other problem that we're dealing with. Babysitters, with. yes, yeah, with the schools. I I do. Well, yeah, when that and I when ba when I have babysitters come. Oh, and, and, when they, and then when you have babysitters, so that's another really good yeah. point. There's so much you could talk about with this. I, I mean, I think there's so many things. I think that's a huge struggle is when you have babysitters. And then you've also got the situation where you've got, um, and basically the whole thing is nobody wants meh. You yeah. know, you don't want to yeah. look back and have yeah. a meh. Like you right. just kind of right. we hear that word. In like, what's well, like? Hey, do time. you want to do you want a meh marriage? Like, do you want a meh? Like, I didn't. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Like, who wants meh? Yeah. I don't. And all these things yeah. kind of keep you there. Sometimes. Well, and you have to be careful about your babysitters too. I don't want babysitters coming over that are on their screen the whole time, right? Because my kids, I have a pool or putting screen or yeah. putting screens. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's all good stuff. We could talk about it all. Day I long. know. Well, we'll definitely um, keep you in mind again when we want to talk about little kids again. I just want to remind everybody that they need a lot of sleep. They need a lot of free play, a lot of music, reading, uh, talking to their parents, nature, creativity, belonging, all yeah. these different executive function things that they need. And so you need to write a plan. I mean, you need to make a plan and um, kind of stick to it. 
And, and when you're having your down days, you've got to just say, no, this is, we're going to do it different today. Right. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, you're welcome. Anything else? Can you offer any encouragement for, I mean, the make a plan is important, but like just one day it's, I think it's just one day at a time too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I do think that there's like, you get to the end of the day and you're like, okay, we did it. Yeah. Like, let's just think about yeah, what just we can take do one day at a time. Yeah. Don't worry about just have being some ammo in your back pocket. Like you said, I yeah. mean, I think that's great advice on like getting the things. The library is a great tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of getting those things done that are, are like, what did I do as a kid? What did I like doing as a yeah. kid? Just yeah. remembering those things. So. Yeah. And go to the dollar store. Yes. And go to Goodwill. Yes. And Aldi <laughs> has great resources. Ollie. That's true. There's oh, all, yeah. all these little discount yeah. stores. Yeah. So, well, thank you stuff. so much for You're coming welcome. and sharing. Thanks for being my friend. Experience. And we're so proud of you. I, you're going to help so many parents, just them listening today, hearing like you really can turn that TV off from your, your little. Yeah. Um, and your, I mean, if you're out, kids. if you're listening and you don't feel like you have the community, like reach out, like Melanie says this all the time. I'm happy to do it. Like reach out, talk to somebody, get some ideas, have somebody yeah. that can help you and help encourage you because yeah. it can feel really isolating and lonely. And it, it helps to have somebody else that's doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And get our Facebook group, our Screen Strong Families Facebook group, and you can get some. And take Melanie's course, shameless plug. But if you don't understand the why, if you don't right. understand the why behind this, it will not work. Yeah. So this, the kids' brains and screens, and then the Screen Strong Solution are the two parts to our course. And I appreciate you mentioning that because I think that really helped you. Yes. <laughs> when you understood the why, all of a sudden you can do a whole lot more than you think you can do yes. when you have that ammunition yeah. behind you. You stick to it because you know the why. You know why you're doing it versus yeah. just kind of this aimless effort. So. And then make the switch and get a gap phone and use the code STRONG, and you'll get a discount on that. Um Please email us if you have any questions. You can email us at team, T-E-A-M, at ScreenStrong.com if you are just feeling super overwhelmed because I remember those days so well. And we will definitely help you. We have ambassadors that can reach out to you and talk to you. And if you want to be an ambassador, we're going to be having another, another class this summer. And ambassadors are just people that learn our stuff and go in their community and talk about it to their community and do the slide presentations and the different workshops and stuff. So your homework today is to share this podcast with at least five friends. Let's just get the word out because we can't do it without you. This podcast is the perfect way to begin to create that tribe because you can get your friends to listen to right. this and all of a sudden you're um, kind of in the same mindset and then you get the course and use that as your discussion guide to get together. You have to do this on purpose. And we never, we didn't even talk today about um, having play dates and getting screen strong kids together. Yeah. So they grow up together. And I'm so excited for your girls because they're going to have a lot of screen strong friends. And when they get to middle school, this is going to be a piece of cake for you. Seriously, mm -hmm. this is not going to be something that is new. So thanks so much for coming today. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. I can't wait to have you back. And, um, and if you're out there and you have a story to share, please let us know and we'll have you on as well. Remember, we've got your back and we are here to help you. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd, go plant some tomatoes this summer <laughs> and stay strong. Mm -hmm.